You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I feel like who art ed? Who art is Mr. Wood art ed me? Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted Weekly Art History for All Ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And for today's mini episode, we're going to be looking at the man considered to be the father of modern sculpture, Auguste Rodin. In 1877, Rodin exhibited his first major sculpture. It was a life-size male figure titled The Age of Bronze. When he showed it at the Paris Salon, critics immediately declared that this sculpture was too realistic, far too lifelike, and they accused him effectively of cheating. They said Rodin must have made the work by casting a live model. Now, Rodin was very upset about this accusation, and He strenuously denied it. He wrote letters and provided photographs of his work and the model, pointing out the differences between the two. While Rodin found it personally upsetting, and I can understand why accusations like that would be upsetting, ultimately, the controversy grabbed him a lot of publicity and helped catapult his career. Still, when I think of Rodin and my favorite works of his, It's not so much about how realistically he rendered the proportions, the detail of the figure. It's about how he captured the realism of the moment and the emotion. My absolute favorite work of his is The Burgers of Calais. We all know Auguste Rodin was a tremendously talented sculptor. He's probably best known for The Thinker, although... His tribute to Balzac is also considered to be a great work of art, possibly one of his greatest, according to many critics and historians. Still, The Burgers of Calais was always a standout to me, and I think it's because of the story behind it. The Burgers of Calais was sculpted from 1884 to 1895. When I first looked at it, the piece seems dark. I mean, as I'm looking at it, I see the figures who seem to be in tattered clothing, ropes around a person's neck. They're in these poses that just seem largely beaten down. One person has his hands up by their head, almost panicked, while someone else is standing sort of tall and resolute. The reason for that range of emotions is Rodin was trying to capture the reality of what people were experiencing in the Hundred Years' War. For those unfamiliar, Calais is a city in France, and during the Hundred Years' War, England and France were fighting. 
Edward III of England attacked the city of Calais, France, and after victory in the Battle of Cressy, the the year was around like 1346, Edward basically had Calais surrounded. Now, Philip VI of France told the people of Calais, basically just hold out at all costs. Calais is on the coast, and it would have been a prime location for England to set up a landing zone for people to come from the island of England over to France. Calais would have been a good spot for them to make that entry and then advance further into the country. So Philip felt like this was a really important strategic city that France needed to hold. The problem is, Philip was not able to break the siege, and the people of Calais were starving. They were surrounded. They had no way to get food and fresh supplies and all of that. Now, Edward III offered to spare the people, but there was a catch, and a pretty big one. Six of the town's leaders would have to offer themselves up. The burghers, spelled B-U-R-G-H-E-R-S, was not referring to, you know, the food that we eat today. The burghers were sort of the town's leaders. They were title holders. A burger was a position of status within the community. So one of the town's wealthiest leaders... Eustace de Saint-Pierre was the first to volunteer himself. This was something that everyone assumed meant certain death. I mean, just to punctuate it, Edward told the people, send them out with ropes around their necks. Not exactly subtle. Well, five other burghers, as I said, the medieval title, basically leaders in the community, they eventually joined in behind him. So all six of them come out, ropes around their necks, keys to the city, and the castle in hand. But lucky for them, this story actually has a surprisingly happy ending. The Queen of England, Queen Philippa, she convinced Edward to show mercy. You see, she was pregnant at the time, and she believed it would be a bad omen to start their family by committing horrific acts. So she tells him that he has to spare those burgers. They were willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to save their loved ones, their friends, their neighbors. and Ultimately, it came out okay for them. That act of courage was rewarded. They were shown mercy. Now, I think what makes Rodin's interpretation of the burgers of Calais so impactful is that he shows the emotional truth of the moment. He shows the range of emotions that those men must have been experiencing as they were stepping up to save their town. One man standing tall, but others sort of cowering. He shows that even people who are brave are still afraid. The sort of older, more traditional way of showing these heroic narratives was to show the heroic figure as larger than life, almost superhuman. But Rodin's piece is a modern, more mature telling of that story. He shows us that true courage is not an absence of fear. I mean, to be unafraid would be just foolish. Courage is being afraid, knowing the risks, knowing the danger, but being able to push past that and do what's right anyways. 
This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.